We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. It's time for another edition of The Breakdown. I'm Matt Hamilton. That's Matt Castle. We're here to break down the Chiefs' big, big win on Sunday Night Football over the Buccaneers and look ahead to an even bigger Monday night matchup against the division rival Raiders. So, Matt, obviously, coming off of a rough loss against the Colts, the Chiefs put on an absolute show on Sunday Night Football. Such an impressive win over the Bucs. What stood out to you the most from that performance? I mean, there's so many different things. We, we talked about it last week a little bit on third down, how they struggled against the Colts, but then they come out, they're eight for nine in the first half. I think they're 12 for 17 on the day. That sustains drive. They controlled the ball. And you said it last week, right? You said they got to get this run game going. If they can create balance, it'll really open everything else up. And they were able to do just that. They rushed the two running backs rushed for over 150 yards in this game. So they had great balance. Patrick Mahomes was exceptional. He's the guy that we we said there's Patrick Mahomes at his best and he stepped up for this big game they scored points in the red zone they I mean the first four possessions the first four of the five possessions they scored touchdowns they didn't settle for field goals it just was an all-around great game by this Kansas City Chiefs team yeah not just to get the run game going but to do it against that Bucks defense that's the most rushing yards that they've allowed since 2018 against the Ravens in the early goings of Lamar when nobody really knew how to defend that offense whatsoever. Um, That was the last time they'd given up that type of yardage on the ground. So it was just, it was stunning to see them get run on like that. And, uh, and yeah, as you said, it wasn't just getting the run game going. It was, I think seeing the willingness to take what the defense was giving them, giving them. We talked about a little bit off the air when the Chiefs were in 12 personnel, the Bucs were in their nickel package. And and we saw it pretty much the undoing of the Chiefs in that AFC championship game right. against the Bengals was the Bengals were daring them to run. They were dropping eight, nine guys in coverage, and the Chiefs were sticking with the passing game and, and were a little bit stubborn in their play calling. And what we saw on Sunday night was, okay, you want to play nickel against 12 personnel? We're going to run the ball down your throats. And they stuck with it, and it worked. And if the Chiefs are willing to – take what's being given to them, 
they're they're going to be unstoppable. And they really are. And this offensive line, it was a statement game for them too, right? To come out to run the ball because the run game, it, it takes everybody. It takes the wide receivers. It takes the tight ends. But really, it takes those five guys up front to say, look, we're, we're, we're going to go out there, control the line of scrimmage, especially against a defensive front like that. Look, this defense has been exceptional this year up to that point. They've only given up 28 points. I'm talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They've only given up 28 points in three games prior to that and all season. And the way that they went out and just dominated from start to finish, but particularly controlling the line of scrimmage with those guys up front, you know, they, they deserve a lot of credit for what took place in this game. And beyond the run game and the offensive line, we saw some spectacular things out of Mahomes again as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, all the talk last week, like, do they miss Ty- do they miss Tyreek? Like, oh my God, here was the game. Like they missed Tyreek. And uh this offense p- bounced right back and uh Mahomes looked like Mahomes again. Uh what impressed you the most, especially week to week from what we saw in that Colts game, where did you see that progression then into this Tampa game? Right. It's just his ability. Obviously, we saw his ability to make plays, and he's a highlight, walking highlight reel. There's nobody that does it better when they improvise, they get outside the pocket, they keep their eyes downfield. We'll see probably a few of these plays here, but it's also when he's in rhythm and seeing coverage, and there was a lot of disguise in this game, and he was able to stick with his reads, understand where he needed to go with the ball, deliver it accurately, and so he just had a great understanding for what how he wanted to attack him. There was no hesitation, and when things did break down, maybe in protection, everything like that, he made plays outside the pocket, and that, that's the part about Mahomes is that's so special is you can do every every which thing which which way right like you could do everything right is what i'm trying to say and still be wrong because he's gonna make a play and that's him at his best and that was on sunday night when the when the lights were on and as you said we're gonna get into it let's let's go to some of that tape right now and look at a few of the key plays from this chiefs offense that exemplified the dominance that they showed against a great tampa defense yeah, right, right here we're in third and one, right? We, we, we got to get the first down here. And what do they do? They go unbalanced. They bring Wiley over. They put him next to Orlando Brown. So now they've got two big guys over there. So if you're running the ball, look, put your big guys over there, unbalance the line, let's run behind our, uh, let's run behind our big guys. And it's just an inside zone is all this is. And what's interesting, and you just said it just in this previous little segment that we had, they're in nickel personnel, so they're running across. I think it's just a cover one, and now it's the big guys have to control the line of scrimmage. And as you watch it go, you can see this, you know, the speed sweep motion that moves Devin White, that middle linebacker, ever so slightly over. And then as you see this hole open up, I mean, you could drive a Mac hole through. I mean, Mac truck through this thing. And Clyde Edwards-Helaire, yes, you've got vision, but that's all on the offensive line. And Devin's not able to make the play. Then the next thing you see here, you've got a DB coming up trying to make a tackle. Can't make the arm tackle. Clyde Edwards-Helaire runs through the arm tackle. And then the next guy comes up, jumps on his back, and he carries him for another six yards. So it was just great execution up front. Created a lane for him to run got to the second level, and the the motion really distorted the backer a little bit and was able to move him over, and it was a huge play. Yeah, and it is amazing that one little step from Devin White was all it took uh, with the offensive line, doing the job the way that they did, and Edwards Allaire's explosiveness uh, through the hole. And you see here, you know, by the way the personnel-wise from the Bucs and just the way that they're defending it, like they're still concerned about the Chiefs' speed, they're still obviously worried about Mahomes first, 
And that's how most defenses are probably going to approach the Chiefs. Let's be honest, even after this performance that they put on on the ground. And I think that that's going to be the key is seeing if the Chiefs are going to be willing to kind of stick to this formula going forward if defenses want to play them like this. That's it. I mean, like you said, a a great offense always has balance in it. And if you can run the football – get get ahead on first and second down by running the football and then bust one of these open a third third down for a 25 yard gain or something like that that changes the defense and also the other part about the run game is it wears down that defense right it, it wears them down and as you get into the fourth quarter those big guys get tired they don't rush as much and it opens up the pass game and also the play action game yeah and speaking of the pass game let's get to our next play here which was Something truly special out of Mahomes for a number of reasons. Break this one down for us. Okay, so right here you've got the two tight ends down here at the bottom, and they're in a slot formation up top, but they're stacked. Now, the interesting part about this is look at the structure on the back end of the defense. This looks like man coverage, some form of a post safety. So when you look at this as a quarterback, you're saying, okay, where do I want to go with a post safety? But again, at the quarterback position also, you have to look at the secondary pre-snap and then verify that's what they're doing post-snap. Now, this is a great disguise. Now, if you once you start to run it, it's something that we call 22 Tampa invert. Invert just means this guy down here on, over the slot, our Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantley, he's now taking responsibility for a clouded corner. He's going to run out there and take the position the corner behind him is going to take the deep half responsibility and then you'll see the middle of the field safety come over here to the right and try to play so it's truly a two tampa but it's a different way to get it with a great disguise so now as you run the play you'll see this we we got marquez valdez scanlon running down the seam and what we call that is a middle read now it's an alert on this play because look that's speed on a middle linebacker but we're talking about devin white one of these linebackers that has tremendous speed as well and usually you're sitting there as a quarterback saying, you know, they, they say you have the ability to throw it against this coverage in particular, but you probably aren't going to most of the time. But what I love about this is Mahomes sees, sees the rotation, sees the safeties, understands what's going on, and does not hesitate. He knows that he's running down the middle of the field, throws a great ball that he can adjust to. It's a huge play, but it's also his understanding of what's going on in the defense and it's it's just an exceptional play altogether because it's indigo really at all costs. He's around the seam. You've got the in cut in behind it with the back and the flat, but he sees that guy, understands the defensive structure, even with the disguise, and delivers a great ball. Yeah, and this is where you see the speed of a Marquez Valdez Scantling really right. kick in because a lot. There were people that knocked that signing a little bit, like, oh, well, he wasn't the guy with Aaron Rodgers. Like, how is he going to be the guy to replace Tyreek Hill? That's not what they signed him for. Right. They didn't didn't bring him in with the expectation of him being the guy and putting up these monster numbers. They brought him in to do things like this, which is he has that 4-3 type of speed where he can split the safeties in a Tampa 2 look and outrun that linebacker. And with Mahomes' accuracy and arm strength, um, and ability to put the ball in spots. Like, this is exactly the type of play you brought him in to take advantage of. And um, it is a fantastic catch, too. I mean, you see the catch radius on display there, the ability to, to, to adjust to the ball in the air the way that he did. Um, you know, as impressive as it was Mahomes from a mental and physical standpoint, equally as impressed with Valdez Scantling on this one. 
Oh, it really is. And that's a hard play to adjust to, too, when you're talking about a guy running full speed down the field. But the, I, I did love the ball placement right there, but it is a tough adjustment to stop your feet, turn your body around, adapt to it, keep keep your concentration, bring that ball in. And it's a great play altogether. But again, there were so many different components of this that worked together. One, the recognition of the defense. Two, the offensive line gave them a great amount of time. And just the ability to go up and make a play right here and catch this ball. I mean, it's just all around well executed. And sometimes, Matt, you know, sometimes you beat teams with the X's and O's. And sometimes <laughs> you just have Patrick Mahomes just do some special things. That sometimes you beat him with the X's and O's, but then there's Jimmy's and Joe's. And then there's Mahomes. And this next yeah. one will be on full display. So what I love about this is this is goal line personnel. You know, and, and when when you do this, what they did is they brought in an extra lineman to give the impression that they're running the ball. So they're going to do this little play fake, the dive that they do love down here. They're going to do that. And then what they're going to try to do is outflank this halfback. He's going to run to the flat and see if they'll bite on that run. He'll be able to outflank them to the flat. If not, you got Kelsey on the corner route as the second part of the read. But both these guys are dead in the water. He's got pressure right now. So what does he do? He outruns the defensive end who's giving him pressure. The great part about this play usually is right there, he's your outlet, the big offensive lineman. He gets lost in the wash a lot of time, and he just pops wide open, but he's covered. So everybody's covered. So you're, most quarterbacks, I'd say 98% of us, at this point we're going, okay, Devin White's running at me with a full head of steam. Still nobody's open. I'm going to throw the ball out of bounds. We're going to go to third down. Here, instead, he pushes B, spins off of him, keeps his eyes downfield, sees Clydeward Alaire in the back of the end zone. And I'm like, how does he even do this? And then he just, little J, <laughs> touchdown. It's all she wrote. And, I mean, it's a, it's a highlight reel, right? He's just – nobody else can do this in the league the way that he does. Yeah, and, I mean, I love breaking down the X's and O's, especially with the Chiefs because they get so creative, especially down in this area right. of the field. But, I mean – this is just, this is ridiculous. And that's what, that's part of what makes this Chiefs offense just so difficult. Because as you said before, even when you do everything right, and the Bucks pretty much do everything do. right on this they do. play. Everything. This guy can still come up with these ridiculous plays to beat you. And when you marry Andy Reid's offensive brilliance with Patrick Mahomes' ability to just do things like this that are inexplicable, it's just it's it has to be maddening for defensive coordinators. Yeah, because what do you do when you go into the film room? You go, okay, guys, let's break this one down. We did exactly what. We, yes, can you make that tackle? Maybe, but right here, you're like, hey, look, you're still covering. You're working. I mean, there, there's nothing you can tell your defense. It's just completely demoralizing to a defense when you're doing everything right, and at the end of the day, it's an exceptional player that just makes a play and you know, you can't coach off that. Cause again, you're doing fundamentally in technique and scheme, you're doing everything right, but he's still able to find a way to beat you. And that just is defeating to a defense. And it's going to be a problem that the Las Vegas Raiders are going to have to try to figure out on Monday night football, another big game under the bright lights. We saw the Raiders finally, after that own three start, they came up with a big win over Denver last weekend. And Russell Wilson, what do you think is going to be the key to this Chiefs offense repeating that type of a, of, of a performance against this Raiders D? Right. Well, the Raiders D, they've struggled a little bit, you know, and I know that they brought in Chandler Jones and they thought he would be opposite of 
he'd be opposite of Max Crosby and really kind of create havoc up there. But Chandler Jones really hasn't been an impact player for him so far. But Max Crosby has. He's still the player that you think he is. They're going to have to circle him, pay attention to where he's at. But also their secondary have struggled throughout the course of the year. They've been giving up passing yards. Their high uh, quarterbacks have been highly efficient against them. So it's going to be a challenge for this defense. And for the Kansas City Chiefs, they have to build off of what they did last week. You know, continue to have balance with the run game and the pass game. And again, if you go out and play the way that they did, high, high efficiency, continue to move the ball, control the time of possession, it's going to be a really tough game for this Raiders, for this Las Vegas Raiders to stay in for the entirety of the game because they're just so high-powered offensively for the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, sorry to interrupt today's podcast, but I have to tell you about a couple of our sponsors, first one being Liquid Death. You've heard us talk about this company all the time here on Kansas City Sports Network. Here at KCSN, we love Liquid Death, and when I'm looking through the bottled water section of my local store, and I say, oh, what are those strange tall boys up there? I know it's Liquid Death. And you might look at it and be like, wait, what is that up there? Kind of rad-looking cans. It's Liquid Death. And it's spring water from the Alps. It's not beer. And it is called Liquid Death. Yeah, that name jumps off the can. It, the, the can design, everything. I would show you a can, but I don't have one because I've drank all of them. I've drank everything that they've given me at Liquid Death because it's so delicious. Because it absolutely murders your thirst. That's why it's called Liquid Death. It murders your thirst. And not only does it murder your thirst, but it brings death to plastic bottles. I hate plastic pollution. You hate plastic pollution. Their infinitely recyclable tall boy aluminum cans help bring death to that as well, that pollution. And they donate 10% of their profits to uh, help kill plastic pollution. Another good thing about the folks over at Liquid Death. And let me tell you, they've got, uh, I believe, four different flavors that you can get. Uh, no, five, if you talk about their uh, flavored sparkling waters. They've got a berry, they've got a mango, they've got a lime. All of them are very good. As a guy who drinks sparkling water myself, love the liquid death versions of them. Make sure you go check those out. They have just a still spark, a still water, which is the water from the Alps. Kind of weird to be drinking out of a can, but it feels good to be drinking out of a can because you're doing, you're doing good for the environment. And they also have just a regular sparkling water if you want to add it to your Add it to your uh, mixed drinks, maybe. Have it be a little bit of a, of a beverage mixer you could have there with your liquid death. But they've got all kinds of things, and you can go find it at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven Roundies, or Hy-Vee. Or here's what you can do. You can go and find a liquid death retailer near you using uh, code KCSN. That's liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. Go to that website. Find a liquid death retailer near you. That's liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. All right. I've also got to tell you about our friends at Trade Coffee. Trade is another one of those companies that we've been talking to you about a lot here at Kansas City Sports Network. And if you know me, if you're anything like me, I don't drink coffee a whole lot. I got a sensitive stomach. But when I do drink coffee, I want it to be the best quality coffee out there. I want it to be the best of the best. And, you know, I, I couldn't tell you exactly what makes a good cup of coffee, but the folks of Trade, Trade Coffee do know what makes a good cup of coffee. And they give me good cups of coffee every single time. I can't, I can't deny it. I mean, they're, they're great. They're great at what they do. And, and so let me tell you about Trade Coffee. If you've been listening, you know about Trade. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in country 
in the country directly to your home on a preferred schedule. Their team of experts do the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the United States every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. Here's the really cool thing. We at KCSN have a collection. So the coffee I get from Trade is so good. I can't believe, you know, how well they picked it for me. And if you kind of want the same taste that I've got or you want to know what we're getting, you can go to tradecoffee.com slash KCSN. Go check out our own custom collection that we have right there. Go check it up. If it's not up your alley, don't worry about it because Trade will have – you know, we'll have whatever you want. You could take a quiz. This is one of my favorite things. You could take a quiz. They personalize the coffee just for you. You go by roast, however you uh, prepare your coffee, how you like to take your coffee, and their coffee profile quiz will get you expertly matched with coffees that you will love. Trade is the easiest way to get your very best in fresh tasting coffee delivered to you fresh when you need it. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee right now. Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off their first home order plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash KCSN. That's drinktrade.com slash KCSN for $30 off your subscription to the best coffee in the country. Now let's get back to today's show. Yeah, and you mentioned, uh, I think the key is going to be containing Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. While Chandler hasn't been as productive and he really got off to a super slow start to the season, you did see some signs that maybe he's starting to get it going. Even though he didn't stuff the stat sheet on Sunday, he did draw a couple holding penalties. He was getting back there and, and creating some issues for Russell Wilson. Uh, so I'm interested to see, you know, was that a sign of him turning it on? Because um, if so, you know, it's kind of like we talked about with uh, when the Chiefs were facing the Chargers and, and had Mac and Bosa to deal with. Um, they creates problems because you can't double them both. And we saw them come up with some creative ways right. to scheme up uh, some ways to slow those guys down. So I feel like they're going to have to they're going to have to plan for that, come up with some similar types of things um, that we saw in that game. and. Um, and yeah, as you said, I mean, that secondary for the Raiders is an issue. It's really it's really all about that pass rush. And I think on the other side of the ball, it's what the Raiders were able to do to the Broncos in the fourth quarter of, of that win on Sunday, which is control the clock. Uh, their, best, their best weapon against the Chiefs, and we've seen it when they have beaten the Chiefs the few times that they have mm-hmm. over the years, it's been their ability to get the ground game going, control the clock a little bit. That's, that's really helped them seal, seal those wins. Right, and Josh Jacobs came on, and they're going to be committed to the run because that's going to be a recipe for them for success. Look, we've got to control the clock. We got to get our defense some uh, some breathers here. We got to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, and you don't want to let them establish the run because again, they've got every different type of play action pass, and they've do have great skill positions on the outside. Now, it hasn't all been beautiful for them throughout the course of the season yet but they've got weapons they've got a tight end with darren waller they've got Devonte adams i know hunter renthrow has been a little banged up we'll see if he's able to go but at the end of the day i do like Derek carr and if they can establish the run game and control the clock that's their way and they're going to be the recipe for success in this game yeah and their their offense their offense also showed some signs of breaking out of it they really against a good broncos defense they really right. turned it on last week um, so that is going to give them a chance. Um, but yeah, I think um, the one thing they can't fall into, we saw the Bucks fall into this trap a little bit 
only they only ran the ball six times in that game. Fournette only had three <laughs> right. carries in the game. They fumble that opening kickoff. They get in a hole early, and it's like the game plan goes completely out the window, and you panic, and you're trying to play catch up with Mahomes, which you're never going to win that game. Right. Um, if you're just trying to go shot for shot with him, you got to – if the Raiders do get into some issues early, it's going to be a test of their patience. Can they stick with the game plan? Can they still try to get that run game going? Or are they going to panic and abandon it and just try to put the game on Derek Carr's arm, which I don't think is going to be a recipe for success. Right, and that, that's the hardest thing for offensive coordinators is when you get behind and you get behind early – is not pressing that abort button and just becoming one-dimensional and saying, oh, now we're just going to have to throw it to get back in this game. Usually that doesn't work out too well because the guys are too good up front on the opposite end and they just pin their ears back and they come get you. And so it'll be interesting to see how this game goes. And another big, I think, a positive for the Kansas City Chiefs is if they can jump out to an early lead because then you do put pressure on them. Then they are forced at some point to say, look, we can't continue to run the ball. We can't just pick up three yards here because the time is cl clicking and it's continuing to run down and you don't have that many possessions. So if they can jump out to an early lead, that really puts a lot of stress on the, I mean, on the Oakland. Are you kidding me? Don't say that Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> on the Las Vegas Raiders and what they want to do from an offensive standpoint. Well, at least you didn't put them in Los Angeles. You yeah, that's true. They, well, that, I grew up with the Los Angeles Raiders, so don't kid yourself. I've been through a lot of them. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so, Matt, it's that time. I got to ask you, how do you see this one playing out? What's your prediction? Final score. I like the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. I just think they, the way that which they're playing, the confidence, rising to the challenge last week, you know, they're riding high right now, and I think they'll continue that momentum. And so with that being said, I think it's going to be a 35-20 35-20 game. Kansas City Chiefs. I'm with you. I see it like a 41-24 type of game. I think they they get Derek Carr into some turnovers. I think, they, you know, we see some plays out of this defense, and I think they're able to keep this offense rolling. I think they found a good rhythm um, with their play calling, and I think we're really going to see, you know, to see the balance pay off in the way it did against Tampa. I think we're going to see some more balance from this offense finally going forward. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how this team continues to progress and how they look offensively moving forward just now that they've got this run game going. Yeah, and that's the that's the fun thing about watching this team and, and you know, breaking down the tape the way that we do is seeing that evolution. Uh, they're never a team that stays stagnant in their identity there's always little wrinkles week right. to week um and things that they set up a week ago two weeks ago three weeks ago that come back into play like when they ran that uh triple option look down at the goal line with jarek mckinnon cool. at quarterback yeah. um you know don't forget he was an all-american uh triple option quarterback at, at georgia southern and he could throw a little bit too i wouldn't be surprised if we see that, Ooh, that we'll he's making the call baby you're making the call now i like <laughs> it i like it see that's that offensive coordinator mind of yours yeah yeah but you know they plant those seeds in your head um you know and they set things up and it's just it is fun to just see this thing evolve week to week and it's going to be fun to see the next step in that evolution monday night so matt as always this was awesome had a lot of fun with you have a great one Everybody, we'll be back with you next week. For Matt Castle, I'm Matt Hamilton, and we'll see you next week on The Breakdown.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.